This week on the Reverse Stick, we implement our inclement weather policy and duck indoors. And we also take on the bully, but it's not what you might think. Greetings and welcome once again to the Reverse Stick. My name's John Lee and I'm joined by Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? I wasn't sure if I was going to be met by a, a sucker or an anarchist this week, John, but it's just plain old John Lee and it's good to see you back to yourself. Ah, uh, yes, I'm, I'm back to normal this week. Yes, been a very busy week though, hockey-wise. Well, it has. You haven't been upsetting anybody though? Uh, not deliberately. Okay. I don't know. Have I been upset? No, 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 no. Okay. no you, you haven't been very active on social media, so you know. I mean, one, one in two of your posts generally get some kind of reaction, but no, I've been very quiet. Oh, no, this I've week. had a couple of likes, you know, but they were on tweets about Donald Trump and stuff like that. <laughs> so you know, okay. it wasn't really directly hockey related those ones. So you had a good week though. Oh, I've had a very good hockey week. What about yourself? Yeah, good. It's been. Um, yeah, lots of hockey on. I've been busy. There's been a fair bit of work on, which is nice. You know, you can't eat hockey balls, and so you've got to pay the bills. Um, but in between times, I've had, uh, yeah, quite an entertaining week. And I guess, you know, I spoke the other week about Grant Schubert, or who I assume was Grant Schubert running up the street, um, sweating a little bit and getting ready to go to Pakistan. I'm actually guaranteed it was... Um, Confirmation? Yeah, oh, look, guaranteed now, just from seeing a recent video... Um, we'll talk more about the uh, the upcoming World Eleven game in Pakistan, but uh, and then lo and behold, I'm at the airport waiting to pick up a gentleman from uh, Papua New Guinea on Monday night, and lo and behold, who's standing next to me at the carousel? I don't know. Pick a hockey player. Name a hockey player. Any uh, hockey player. Simon Orchard. No, not Simon. No. Um, well, I've, I've had some uh, conversation with Simon this week, but it wasn't Simon that. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, Jamie Dwyer? <laughs> yeah, in oh, one, Jamie Dwyer, just uh, returning back in Perth. So, uh, And, of course, you immediately mobbed him and his family with autograph requests, didn't you? And, no, I stood there with my mate that I was waiting for with the baggage, and I was waiting for Jamie to come over and say, aren't you that bloke? Oh, yeah. Didn't happen, anyway. It didn't? No, but I reckon he... Uh, he might, he might recognise me from the stands at local league games over here. I know your voice, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I get quiet. News. And what is the latest in the world? Well, there's been lots of hockey going on concurrently all over the place. Uh, let's start with a couple of things that were today, shall we? Well, what do we have? We, we have three weeks off, two, two and a half, three weeks, not even, with some indoor stuff going right through to the week before Christmas. And we're... Full on international tournaments, international friendlies, uh, there's indoor international stuff going on. It's and that's just, just the international stuff. There's also, you've been Europe championships and all sorts of things. Well, but yeah, no, there's, so there's been a restart in Europe, for uh, certainly for UK and Ireland, um, for their some of their domestic stuff, and there's been cup competitions and things happening. Uh, not so much in the Netherlands and Belgium and Germany, because that's still very much indoor focused yeah um but yes yeah some, some outdoor stuff happening already okay let's start with what started today the four nations tournament in new zealand and uh that's played between india's uh japan the belgiums and new zealand and at uh, interesting start india got up today with six a 6-0 nil. win yeah. over japan uh had a look at that game and it, <laughs> 
was it the six nil game? I don't know. The Japanese were good, but they let him. You know. Oh no! I did. I the Japanese didn't look anywhere near the side I've seen them in the past. I looked at might have been a fairly young side out there. Look, I don't know the names of the players, so I'm not and entirely was, sure who, it, who are the ins and outs. It, uh, it, it's interesting because the Indian side was the old and the new coming into yeah, the team. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, four or five of the guys from the under 21s. Uh, the young uh, fellow who got the World Cup with a hat trick, didn't he? Um, his name escapes me off the top of my well, head. Well, there were certainly three, uh, certainly three of the debutants got goals. Um, I'm not sure if somebody ended up with a hat trick or not with it. It's, um, it was a little bit wet and windy there in uh, in NZ, but look, I got to see it. You got to see it. It was available on the the Vantage Black Sticks uh, Facebook page. Both of the games. So the the, the following game was uh, the host New Zealand against Belgium, and that was a five four win to oh, New Zealand. That's right. Um, so what a great start for the crowd there, and a great start for the home side in that tournament. Um, but yeah, it's it's available live, free, and it's there on Facebook, and it's fantastic coverage. And you can get involved as well, so you can make your comments and you can connect with the hockey world. Uh, that India game, though, you know, I did look at the numbers online earlier on, and, and uh, when I was watching, there was about 360. Uh, viewers at the time, the total views of about eleven thousand when uh, at that point in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, but you know, we hear a lot about the commercial opportunities uh, with the uh, <laughs> with India and and uh, streaming hockey India games. Well, I would have, I would have thought that uh, hockey New Zealand would have hoped for a few more continuous uh, viewers throughout that. I must admit, I didn't notice the, the, the view account until you pointed out to me while, the, uh, while it was on. And uh, you've got to be a bit sus about the face, these Facebook view accounts. I think, what did it... Uh, I think they're fairly accurate on when you see who, how many people are watching are online watching at, at this moment. At this moment. Yeah, but your total on. amount of views, yeah, I, d- I don't know how, what that metric is for that. Yeah, and it could be whether that person has scrolled past it or whether they've actually stopped, how, how long that engagement has been before it's counted as a view or... I'm not sure, but it still seems a, a, an unreasonably no, low number. I would have thought. I don't know how many people live in India. How many hockey fans there? Oh, look, it's, it's, hey, there's a big, it's a big a debate bottom, on that. It's, it's, it's uh, also not a problem that's restricted to India by any stretch of the imagination either. It's oh, not Christ, about, no. it, it was, <laughs> There's 360 people. Well, there were certainly two that were in Perth, Western Australia that were watching <laughs> it. But there were sure. three. I saw somebody else's name pop up on the on there. Um, I think it's a, if you can get the production right with it to broadcast it on Facebook, that's a fantastic way to view it. You can pop it up, put it big screen, you watch it on your phone, you can engage as a viewer, you can engage back as a broadcaster. Um, it provides a very unique medium to be able to watch it that you can't it get is. through watching. Like, forget about watching things on, on subscriber systems. You know, I mean, at YouTube you can comment. Yes, you can. But there's something a bit different with viewing it. And Periscope is the same, the, the, the Twitter, um, you know, live video feed thing. There's still something about uh, the way that sports live stream that doesn't match terrestrial broadcasting, be it analogue or digital. You're talking quality-wise. As far as quality-wise. That's a matter of time, isn't it? Oh, well, you'd like to think so, but when you look at the chain of how these things work, there's a lot less, inverted commas, moving parts in... In the model that is terrestrial broad, did I get that word right? Yeah, but this, in, in the broadcasting, there's a lot more, less moving parts in broadcasting there is when it comes to doing it online digitally. By the time a digital signal gets from 
where it, where the event's occurring to where I'm watching it on my screen. God knows how many little avenues and side channels it's taken through servers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, but there's a difference between watching a movie in your mobile DVD player on the back seat of the car as to going to the gold multiplex experience at the movies with surround no, what, what, sound. What a, and, I, you know. But I, I can watch it. I, well, one of the games I did watch on my big TV in there, and you can stream a movie in the same quality that you can buy the DVD or watch it broadcast. Yeah, but a but, lot. But of that's not live, though. That's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's the live, well, no, that's the, live a, the live element. The, through. Exactly right. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. And there is a, a, that technology is not quite where terrestrial broadcasting is at in being yeah. able to provide that quality and. It is sometimes. It's not that it can't provide it, but it, it, it struggles to provide it equally and equitably because of bandwidth issues and all, all sorts yeah. of other things. Sometimes today the signal would be great, but it would be fuzzy and then it becomes clear. Things like that where it's, it's the machine's trying to get yeah. yeah. And it's not just... And that's it. You don't know. Is it their know. end? Is it your end? Yeah, you're, never, somewhere you're in never sure. Yeah. But with uh, the TV and that... Regardless, but it's very comm- good. Commendable, you know, absolutely, absolutely commendable. They, they're getting some really good angles and really good shots going, and it was an engaging thing for a viewer to watch. I still reckon hockey struggles a little bit with getting the. It's a lot of the time, it's just about money. Let's face it, but getting a decent shot of play on the other side of the field, like they do when they've got play underneath them. Yeah. Or cameras always tend to be on the same side of the field. That's the way it's going to be. It's not going to change. They're going to start sticking cameras on the other side to get that shot underneath from the other side because it confuses viewers. But they, you know, probably needs another camera that's t- higher up place yeah, or something. I think you, the maximum you see is three at most most events at the, yeah. the, the streaming. And we're talking at the stuff. top end of what we expect from a broadcast, but if we just don't start talking about what we expect, then you're never going to get it, are you? No. Uh, look, it's it's incredible. You know, I love that we can be there pitch side. This is... Uh, okay, it's not the biggest tournament in the world, but there's an option as a hockey lover to go, okay, I've got an hour spare here. Not that I had an hour spare, but I found, <laughs> found a bit of time to have it on in the background at the same time to watch the, in, the India versus Japan game. And, uh, it's, it's choice. It's for free. And so thank you so much for the, the sponsors that have got on board with the Univer- University of Waikato and everybody else that's involved there. Because it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing for hockey. And you, look, if we don't get behind it and watch it and support it, then we're bloody idiots. Because if you don't use it, we'll lose it. Oh, there's only one thing to say when we start broadcasting. Okay. Is it <laughs> So we'll move on with anyway, the news. Sorry, yeah, we were talking tracks. about the news, weren't we? Yeah. You know yeah, something else that's been streaming, I've alleged, is the Malaysian Hockey League that's going on at the moment. Did you manage to find it anywhere at all when you visited your <coughs> relatives I, in Singapore? I, well, I haven't, I haven't been there. Ah, right. So yeah, yeah. But it's on I've Astro? I've got to buy another ticket for the plane, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, so it's on Astro, is that right? Astro Arena. Astro Arena. Yeah, so you can check that out, guys. And maybe if you're uh, if you're jetting into Kuala Lumpur or anywhere else in Malaysia, then uh, you can check it out. Yeah, but they're posting all of their results up on um, on the Twitters and the Facebooks. And yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't speak the language that they happen to be posting it, but you can pretty much work it out from 
names, etc. And they also do have uh, all the tables and stuff up on the homepage of the Federation website, the Malaysian Hockey Federation. MHC.org.my. Yeah, if you go there and you just scroll down the page, don't, well, you can look at the stories above, but you don't have to. You can just scroll down and you'll see all the different leagues there, the Premier, the Women, the Division 1 groups A and B. And the... There are only a couple of games into the tournament, so um, we'll keep them posted next week. They're playing as we record now, game game uh, three for some of them. The women haven't played a game yet. The uh, Division B, Division One, Group B haven't played a game yet, and most of the Division One, Group A teams haven't played yet either. So so early days yet. Two cups decided there already. There's the Charity Shield and the original cup that we spoke about last week. That was a mix of the A Division and B Division teams. Yeah. Uh, now, we're, now, we're into the, now we're into the league format. Oh, and, and they would be called? What? Those cups. What would they be called? Well, John, you said you were going to do the research this week. You said, Matt, have an easy week, and I'll make sure I write down all the um, important facts so I don't make you look too hang stupid. On, hang on, hang on. I've got my research here. Let me search, search my research. Yeah, we well, don't I have that. have slipped that past. Sorry, uh, guys. We'll find out that, that name. For you. We're going to write that down in the to-do column. Um, yes, the Malaysian Hockey League Cup winners. Okay, we're on top of it now, mate. Thank you. Um, but you can check all that stuff out at the Malaysian MHC.org.my, and at least they're keeping us up to date through there with what's going on. Now we also had some streaming uh, coming out of Thailand from Hockey Thailand. Oh uh, yes, at the uh, um, the Asian Games thing. qualifiers there. So we've got Thailand, Kazakhstan, Hong Kong, China, Chinese Taipei, Singapore, Pakistan and Indonesia all taking part in the tournament there. Um, and you can get onto the asiahockey.org website and that gives you the um, all of the, the fixtures that are on there. As we stand, um, as we're recording, Thailand uh, sitting pretty at the top of the table there. Four wins, no defeats on 12 points, uh, followed by Kazakhstan, Hong Kong, China and Chinese Taipei. The Chinese Taipei all on seven points, um, so still a couple of days left to play there. And as we spoke before, that's just a ra- um, uh, round robin format there with the competition. Have you, did you catch any of the streaming? I didn't know. Oh, I've seen. I, 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 I did games. share it, and um, and you said that you were watching it. Yeah, thought, yeah. Okay, well I don't have time now, but at least you'll be able to tell us what the quality is like. So go ahead. Oh well, first of all, the streaming was pretty good. Um, there was commentary to it. Unfortunately, not the language I speak or understand, but it, it was nice to tag along with the momentum the goal was trying to take through the game. Anyway, well, um, I think I saw, like, I, I saw some of the initial opening stuff, that, you know, the start of the show, and it was pretty well produced. Uh, yeah, oh, it, it was pretty slick. They're trying to do the right thing and, um, you know, trying to maintain really good standards. And the quality of the stream was pretty good. Um, the camera work was generally pretty good. There was a lot to think, oh, it was pretty good. Was, was Fancy it, that. Did it look but as though it was uh, produced by one of the TV networks over there, or was it produced in-house, or by, uh, you know, by, a, by a media company? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. No. I mean, it wasn't... Like no, the diff- was, it a diff- was it a terrestrial thing, you thought, or...? No, I thought it was done for Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah I thought it was done for Facebook. But anyway, that's not the point. The hockey, that's the, really the important thing. Um, what did I think? Well... Uh, the Pakistan Indonesia game was quite entertaining. The girl, the Pakistani girls, got up three nil. Uh, that, that, that was after a big defeat to Thailand, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, seven, it was seven nil, nine nil, or something. But like that. It, it was interesting because we don't really talk about Indonesia being a, a, a nation of hockey players or having 
much to do with hockey, but they will be hosting the Asia Games, and they've built this fantastic new hockey centre up in, I think it's in Jakarta. I'll have to check exactly. It might be out, it's just outside of Jakarta. Bullet Jalal? I'm not sure of the name of it. it's on, there's postings on it. You can go to their website and have a look at it. It's a flash-looking place. Now, look, it was, there was some encouraging signs. I mean, the Indonesian girls weren't shy. In fact, neither team was shy of taking it up to the other one and using a bit of body work. Number 10 from Indonesia. She knew how to put a button in the place and make people run around it, that's for sure. It's, it's interesting. You know, there's a bit of a rise going on with Malaysian hockey. And there's a very similar stature of uh, a person. The DNA is the same going through Indonesia and Malaysia. When you when you look at the sports people there, and uh, geez, you know, if Indonesia took hockey seriously, we spoke the other week about if China actually took hockey seriously. If Indonesia took hockey seriously, we'd all be in trouble because uh, there's a few folk that live there, isn't there? Well, you're 200 and something million people on a few islands. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... It might even be more than that. They love that sort of stuff. Grow the game. The Pakistan, there's some good team players in the Pakistani team, and I think they're trying to play the right sort of hockey. They're trying to play an attacking brand of hockey. And they, at times, moved it through the midfield really well and, and passed well, and at other times, um, passed atrociously when the, the game was open in front of them. So that's easy to just train and coach to, to fix up. What I did find interesting is both teams had some really good variations on their short corners but continued to stuff them up. You could see you could see what they were trying to do and wow that's really clever and just completely f- there was one brilliant one where the blah blah blah, blah done this the player on the the right of the receiver was supposed that they the, the person who's uh, received the ball, has done a feint, blah, blah, and tried to slip it back across to the right. And there, there's just this pile of open space there. And obviously, the, uh, this person just standing there watching the ball sail past. Oh, it was that meant for me? Oh, should I be going out to that one? It was a really good set play. And a, a lot of the time, all of their set plays were breaking down by... Uh, Entirely fixable problems that exist between people's ears. Sounds probably very similar to a lot of our listeners out there that play club hockey and uh, best laid plans and all of that, and they don't always match up uh, with the execution, do they? Look, and to be fair to the the skill level of the hockey, um, okay, I think I saw a game early in the tournament and I said to you, my comment to you was those girls would struggle in our A grade. In fact, they wouldn't, they'd be. you know, relegation material yeah. in, in our local club A-grade women's here in Perth, which is a fairly strong league. Yeah. Um, but what I saw in some other games, like the Pakistan-Indonesia game, I don't know about Indonesia, but Pakistan wouldn't be out of place necessarily in it's, our I, A-grade women's league. I do, I just, I find the It whole might take them a time to adjust, they'll probably lose more games and they'll win and all that sort of stuff. But if they played here for, say, three seasons... They'd be a very good side. Well, you just answered what I was about to say. That I find I find the whole Pakistani women's team situation fascinating, and so many different pressures for those girls to get out on the field, um, and then to have an opportunity to go to you know the international um, Asian Games qualifiers and various different games around and about. Whereas they've been very isolated. The amount of game time against comparable, comparable or, or yeah. better opponents is very limited. And the only time you get to test yourself 
is when you're out there and you're doing it. And, uh, geez, it must be really bloody hard, eh? Yeah. And maybe some, some Perth clubs here should look at someone like the Indonesian team because there were certainly a couple of players playing for an in- Indonesia that would have, you know, you'd have in your club, A-grade club side here. I mean, they wouldn't be out of place. Yeah. So you never know. In the future, we can look at those sorts of things. Certainly, number 10, she was entertaining to watch. I'm not sure of her name because I couldn't pick up for the language and all that sort of stuff for Indonesia. She played in the, in the central midfield type position. Yeah. Um, she was quite entertaining to watch. And the, the, one of the Pakistani fullbacks, she was a, a very good player. But it, it was great to watch some hockey and women's hockey from places that, you know, you don't normally get to see it from. Um, <laughs> so, we move on to indoors? No, no, before oh, we get to, excuse b- me. before we get to indoors, we should just do this to annoy people. Okay, a bit more news. India. I have been mentioning India a bit because I'm determined to find out what, how Indian hockey works. Now, a couple of things that have been going on in India just quickly because some things are pretty sketchy to get across. Uh, the eight sub-junior men's B division has been uh, won by host Assam Hockey, who beat Hockey Rajasthan 3-2 in the final. Hockey Rajasthan 2-0 up at half-time, so they'd be ruining that game, I no doubt believe. And I think that makes uh, Assam Hockey go up a level for the Ooh. next year. Talking about going up a level, I noticed that uh, uh, the current president of the Indian Olympic Association welcomed the new secretary of the Indian Olympic Association to his new office on the sixth floor of a certain building somewhere or another. Um, that was on the Indian Olympic Association President's Facebook page this week. Only two posts. There was that and um, some beautiful shots of Burj Khalifa in Dubai for New New Year's. But where's the only report on the... Where uh, are these two chaps catching up? uh, The Indian Olympic Association offices. Level 6, new office for the secretary. Was was voted in the same time as the new president was voted in. Cool. Why are we talking so about back, back to India, back, back to Indian yeah, hockey. Let's leave, let's leave the Indian Olympic No, 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 no. Indian, Indian hockey, Indian hockey is part of the Indian Olympic Association. Okay? Just like Indian badminton is part of the Indian Olympic Association. Just like, I could go on. Carry no, on. Please don't. I'll go on instead. Okay, uh, also we've seen the, um, oh, there's been a bit going on. What have I got written down here? Lots of stuff. Now the, Eighth senior men's B division has got down. Well, they're going to be playing quarterfinals by the time you hear this. They'll well, play quarterfinals by the time you hear this podcast. This this coming weekend, over the weekend of the twentieth, twenty first. Just to give you an idea, the quarterfinalists for the senior men's B division are uh, the Central Secretariat, uh, the. Versus Korg, <laughs> Hockey Korg. Sorry, John really is going to bring this to you now. Yeah, so I am. Carry on. Kanara Bank are playing Delhi Hockey. The Food Corporation of India are taking on uh, the Punjab National Bank. Don't That's eat the pizza. <laughs> uh, oh, this is the Hockey Unit of Tamil Nadu is taking on in the final quarter, uh, final quarter final. Uh, Bengaluru Hockey Association. <laughs> I hope I've. Oh, Bengaluru. Luru. Bengaluru. My handwriting is atrocious. Bengaluru. Past school. Uh, hey, Blue. Yeah, there. That's the one. The Hockey Association. There. Apologies, Indian listeners. 
for my Australian pronunciation. But good luck to those teams. And so by next week, that that division final thing will be done and dusted. What's and happened I'll be to able the to tell uh, you something about it? The security, the security force team or whatever. Well, they didn't make the quarterfinals, mate. Uh, they probably got. You wait until next week, mate. They'll be. <laughs> they'll be back reinstated. <laughs> Uh, we got to the 8th Junior Subdivision. Uh, the uh, A-Division men's gets underway on the 15th of March. The A-Division women's gets underway on February the 1st. Uh, the Sub-Junior women's competition is on at the moment. Quarter-final stage there, but I don't have any information whatsoever about what teams are playing there, unfortunately. Uh, so, I think on the back of that, oh, I will be speaking to Jazz Preetani this weekend. So, we're going to get some... Uh, bit of uh, lowdown on how Indian hockey does work and uh, see if we can't follow some of these things and understand how they fit into the scheme of how it all works and how a player goes from being a kid in the backyard hitting a hockey ball around to being an Indian player. Well, that's not all we'll be doing this weekend, is it, John? What else are we going to go and do? Oh, we're going to go and watch some hockey. Some hockey we didn't get to watch on the weekend. No, on Monday night. On Monday. It was Monday. We were due to go and watch... The Australian women take on Spain at the delightful Guildford Grammar School, but unfortunately, uh, Perth had 24 hours of rain that's going to last us, according to the Bureau, four months. We got four months' worth on Monday, uh, 97 mils or something, for those who are interested. I meet a lot of people bringing them in from the airport the very first time they land, they land <laughs> in the country, and, and it, it's often in summertime, and... You know, they'll say, oh, how's the weather? I go, yeah, it's hot, it's sunny. We've had no rain for six weeks. We've had no rain for two months. We've had no rain for three months. Yeah. <laughs> we got four months' rain in one day. And uh, unfortunately, Guildford Grammar School, is, as beautiful as the turf it is, um, it, it can't handle the wet, certainly not as much as we had anyway. Oh, no, it was, so the game got called off, and uh, unfortunately... So yeah, we we, we, we yeah we were lined up to go down there and uh, give you a bit of action pitch side and uh, have a bit interviews. of fun on Instagram. And we were supposed to have an interview tonight. <laughs> so yeah, didn't didn't quite happen. Uh, fortunately though, it, they did get their second round of games in last night. It dried out a little bit. The sun came out a little bit yesterday, and there was a one-one draw in what I understand was a really fantastic game of hockey. And uh, there's another four games now, four games to go in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe three games um, so we're going to be heading along on Saturday and that game's happening at Perth Hockey Stadium uh, 6.30 start if you're local then get down there and support live international hockey and uh, yeah hopefully if you follow us on social media we'll be giving you a bit of insight and a few pictures from pitch side and uh, yeah you can get involved I got a bit um, sentimental there too where we mentioned Guildford Grammar School getting flooded. Um, <laughs> Guildford's actually on the bank, the Guildford School is on the banks of the, the Swan River and there's a, a little bit of a floodplain there before the school's actually built up on so the side to of pa- the hill. So to paint the picture, it's a kind of beautiful old colonial style. The, the town yeah. of Guildford there was is what, uh, 1810, 1820? Oh, no, it'd be a bit later than oh, that, 1840s. No, 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 no earlier than that. Well, town. we didn't get founded until 1829. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, but 1830, you know, Guildford was one of the first places that, oh, yeah, that, right. that was founded. Yeah. 1830s early before. settlers went up the river there John and found beautiful pastoral <laughs> land <laughs> I, I spent a bit of time out there a bit of telegraph road yeah. going on yeah, well, I, I, I spent a bit of time out there sometimes you know it might be to do with the wine anyway can we get back anyway, to the hockey yeah, yeah. Guilford Grammar School well uh, <laughs> I, I went up there quite often to play games of hockey in my youth and uh, very often you might and well, a good hockey school oh yeah good hockey school but occasionally you'd be uh, on the bottom oval there at Guilford and 
Yeah, if it was the middle of winter, you might find yourself sloshing around a little bit down there. Oh, conversely, if you're at a different time of the year, you might find yourself having to shoo the cows off there. That happened a little bit as well at different times. I had a game there the season before last on the brand new turf. Now, it's, it's yeah, just, uh, just maybe just under two years old, the turf there. Um, and it was constructed just before Rio. Um, that's right, it would have been just before Rio because I went out there with some kids from our club to go and watch some of the um, Kookaburras training. I think probably their, their, one of the last training sessions in Australian soil before they went off to Brazil. Nothing to do with me with the result, you know. <laughs> all the kids, they all behaved no. themselves. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I played out there oh, last season, season, no, season before last, and we had a similar, similar deluge. It was my second game of the day, um, maybe a five o'clock on a, yeah, it would have been five o'clock on a Saturday night, and geez, it bucketed down. Pitch was flooded, uh, everybody off with about 17 minutes left to go. And then we had a debate for about 35, 40 minutes, whether we'd go back on, whether we wouldn't. When we started to go back on, it started to rain back and forward, back and forward. Do we uh, replay? And it, and it mattered at the time of the season because uh, it, it was all about who was going to be going up and going down. And the, the, there was a bit of consequence to it. Anyway, we waited for about 40 minutes. We finally go out there and play. I manage about 20 seconds going onto the field and both legs cramp up. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm off. We lose. Everybody's pissed off. Um, yeah, not a pleasant experience at that time. I don't know where the story's going, to be honest, but yeah, I'm just making myself really upset. I just realised what was going through Jamie Dwyer's head while he was standing <laughs> in the baggage carousel the other All day. Right, cool. Is is that that bloke that tried to pretend to be ten years old during that coaching drill we had last year? <laughs> That's what Can I have a go next, please, yeah, sir? Yeah, hit it to me, hit it to me. I've got to say, I, wa- I watched um, a video, uh, no, I watched um, uh, a, a feed from Ipswich Hockey on Instagram earlier on, and it was Mark Knowles, Australian captain, with a load of probably seven and eight year olds, and uh, he was doing a, li- doing a little drill. <laughs> you were. Where he was doing a little drill where the kids had to go towards him and try and take him on and go around him. And uh, and then get released to go in and, and score a goal. Well, none of the poor little buggers got past him. He showed off for about 45 seconds every time after he picked the ball off them, a few 3D skills, put it through the legs, back through the legs, around, bub, 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 bub. And then <laughs> after they've been totally humiliated and almost fallen on their backside, he'd then like, give a little back stick tap into the uh, top of the D, go, go and score a goal now. <laughs> I go, who's training here? Is it the kids or is it just Nolsey trying to sharpen up? Now I think we can get to the indoor. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. And uh, we're just talking about hockey really today. We've got no featured interview as such. It was supposed to be uh, someone that could tell us about Spanish hockey because we were supposed to be at this... Spain versus Australia game that didn't happen because well, look, of rain. We got rained off. It's probably my fault as well because I was fortunate enough to have a bit of time, very little bit of time on Saturday afternoon to catch up with Andy Wilson, who's the assistant coach of the Spanish women's side. And, uh, yeah, we had about two and a half, three hour chat all about hockey and all about hockey podcasts. Now, Andy's just... Uh, getting started and he's, he's got three or four interviews under his belt now and getting very close to launching his hockey podcast 
I believe it's going to be called the Frank Hockey Podcast, F-R-A-N-C. Uh, and there's a link there with the Frank Hockey brand. And uh, Andy's really looking at getting deep down into the minds of uh, elite-level coaches. And uh, he's got some really good connections and good contacts in that in that world. So if you're a bit more on the, the geeky coaching side of things or you, you want to get a bit more in, in depth on the, that side of stuff, then that's certainly going to be a pop podcast to look out for i'm looking forward to listening to that so as soon as andy releases that then we're going to get that out and share that to you all and look isn't it great to have another podcast coming on board well we're still waiting for yours keely oh. <laughs> yeah no it is good uh, and we look forward to listening and participating maybe even and oh, uh, look, just it, generally telling people to go and listen it was a great chat with andy and uh it was just the typical sort of chat that you would expect to find another hockey lover. And I mean, not just somebody who likes the game, you know, a hockey lover, somebody who's been brought up with a club. He told me about his, uh, um, his dad's club, I guess, his club, his home club, which is Old Bordenians in the UK. And I said, you know, what's your hockey history and things? He said, oh, you know, dad's club and dad's still dad's chairman at the moment, mum's secretary, uh, sister, <laughs> si- sister plays for the ones. Um, and that's, that's the same as the story of so many of us out there. And you just, when, once you get on a roll, uh, you know, we talked about FIH presidents, about training, about, uh, family. We covered the whole gamut of, of, of hockey in that two and a half hours. Of course, he had a couple of lemonades. I had a couple of, um, slightly stronger, um, beverages, but it was, um, yeah, it was really good. And particularly, I mean, you know, he, he studied Spanish at university and has then had a couple of lucky breaks and, but has followed his nose and his passion. And geez, he's, he's coaching Club Agarra ladies and assistant coach of the, the Spanish women's team. And he loves the game. He's only a young lad. Fantastic. You know, really great stuff. And I wish him all the best with his uh, endeavours, not but just in coaching, but in podcasting as well. And the more hockey podcasts that we can get out there, the bigger we can build the culture. Don't be afraid, guys. Pick up a microphone. Talk to your mates. Just, you know, get involved. Yeah, that does what I was about to mention, picking up a microphone and talk to your mates. You didn't think, mate. You didn't think just... No, it wouldn't. No, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel particularly comfortable with, um, just, you know, sticking it under his nose. It's good to get to know somebody and maybe in a couple of years time when he's, uh, knocked 80, 80 lock out of his, uh, his job and he's got the top spot. Well, <laughs> then, yeah, that's right. Then we can have a chat. In <laughs> <laughs> your job. Indoors, indoors, okay, indoors. Look, let's get to the Euro, indoor Euro championship that's been, uh, held recently. So that's men's competition? It's the men's competition. It's the A, B, and C, if you like to call it. Or one, two, three. One, two, three. The top, the middle, and the bottom. And we'll start at the bottom with the Euro 3 competition, which was won by Belarus. Uh, this was a competition that was based purely on a, a round-robin series of games. Well, I think they played each other once. But we've, Belarus has been mentioned how many times in the past three or four episodes? Uh, yeah, a few times. But they're, that, they're that, on the up. They, they didn't lose a game in that little tournament, so they will uh, go up, as will Slovakia, who finished second. Scotland, um, Scotland were close in, in third in, on, on the Yeah, I think there was... Um, a, uh, Slovakia had a draw and Scotland had, had the loss. Slovakia... 
Yeah, they they won five or something like that. Yeah, it was very close. It was you know. Well, it's, it's nice. A goal here or there could have changed everything. It's nice to note that you now realise there is a separate com- country called Slovakia anyway. Yeah, I do. Well, you, you didn't on the Christmas. Uh, didn't I? <laughs> that was well, you, know, wasn't it? No, no, Czechoslovakia. <laughs> uh, okay, so from the Euro three division, Belarus winners and Slovakia runners up, they will rise up to Euro division two for the indoors next time around. Scotland third, Wales, Slovenia, Cyprus, the hosts, will be happy to finish above Greece. Got a no win. No doubt they got a win. Um, yeah, a couple of uh, little. Derby's going on there, local derbies of Scotland and Wales, Cyprus, oh, sorry, Greece. For, for the rest of the English speaking world, that's a derby. No, it's derby, mate. It's a very Western Australian It's derby, thing. mate. I'll tell you, mate. It's derby. Okay. Um, moving on to the Euro 2s. Uh, the Netherlands won that particular tournament. Ukraine coming in second there. Now, this was an interesting little tournament because it worked funnily if we went through it right, didn't it? It was a series of Round robins, and yeah, then so, so D- division three was a straight up. Uh Let's start at the beginning. So you got, <laughs> you got pool A and you got pool B, right? Okay. So there was two, four teams in each of those pools. They played their own separate round robins and f- came up with their ladder positions. So, uh, the level three was one pool round robin. Yeah, that's level three. Le- level level two, two. Level two was two pools of four teams. Each, uh, that each played their little round robins. At, at the end of that time, the teams were ranked one to four. The top two teams from each pool went into pool C. Or did they go to no, pool no, D? No, they no, went no, to no, pool no. D. No, no. No, they go to finals. Oh, no, no, you're they, right. No, no, they, they go to pool, pool C. D. They go to pool C. They go to pool, oh, yeah, no, yeah, they C, went to yeah. D, didn't they? No, two, yeah, no, they go to C. Okay, C. And the, the bottom two teams in each, uh, group went to pool D. Yeah. And from there, they played another round robin. That's right. And from those rankings, they came up with... If it's, if it's not the, right, we're going we're gonna to stop and uh, re-record everything. <laughs> no, so no, it no, is, no, it is. It is right, I've got it. Yeah. Uh, so, at the end of that second round robin phase, or pool phase, yeah. they took the standings from that. So, the top team in, in pool C was the winner of no, the tournament. No, other way. Pool D. D. Oh, so I was ne- right after yeah, yeah. all. Ne- Netherlands <laughs> top team in pool D, Ukraine second in pool D. Uh, yeah. So at the other end of things in pool C, they finished Portugal, Italy, Turkey, England. So Turkey, England drop out yep. and go down to uh, level three, whereas Netherlands and Ukraine go up into ah. the top division. Are we there yet? Yep. That's exactly right. Netherlands and Ukraine go up. Now we get to the... The big boys. The wizzy-wazzy top-of-the-table stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's go through a couple of these results. Interesting pool. Now, how did this one work? Did we figure this one out in the end, Matt? I think we did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. They they had... Um, Something I will say. Those eight teams, and there's there's relevance to this... Those eight teams that played in the top division at the Euro Hockey Indoor Championships in Antwerp, um, not one of them, not one of them, is hot in October. What? Germany, Poland, Czech Republic, Denmark, Belgium, Austria, Russia, Switzerland. There's no hot spots from Europe there, is there? Like you get a Portugal in October, you might get a 23 degree day. You go to Germany in October for, I don't know, 10%. The temp- point temp- you're temp- making temp- being? Well, 
it's bloody cold, so they go and play indoor hockey there and yeah, there. So indoor hockey suits because of the climate. Well, judging from all of the photos I've seen coming out of Britain and Ireland in the last few weeks, I would have thought that climate was suited to indoor hockey as well at that particular time of the year because no one's playing much outdoor hockey. And so would many of the hockey players in both of those countries. Yeah, well, that might be uh, reflected by the fact, too, their feelings that England's now dropping to Euro 3. And considering where England stands in the field hockey global scale of things, I would, that would be a disappointing result, I would imagine, for well, hockey e- followers. E- even amongst those top 16 countries in the, in the Division 1, Division 2 in Europe there, there are different attitudes towards indoor hockey and, wh- and where it stands within their programs. Now, some of those sides had a couple of full-blown internationals in there. Some were under-21 sides. Um, some were a mix. So, you know, there, there was uh, a different approach taken by all the different competitors within there. Now, we saw a sensational final game between Austria um, and Belgium. Well, let, let's, just, let's just go oh, through did, this for a minute. Divi, we, Divi 2 first. Yeah, we've done Divi 2. Sorry. Uh, we, we had this eight teams, two pools, playing two round robins once again. At the end of that time, they were divided up into a, a pool C, and they that's uh, the bottom four teams. Yeah, the pool C with the bottom four, and then your top two go off into regular into semi-final, play a regular final, semi-finals sort fourth. of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In, in, in the semi-finals you had, where are the semi-finals gone? Belgium took on Poland in one semi-final, and Germany took on Austria in the other semi-final. Uh, Belgium beat Poland 7-3 uh, The half-time score They were 3-0 up at half-time So Poland always had it ahead of them Germany-Austria That was an interesting game 2-all at half-time 2-all at full-time 3-4 on the shootout In favour of Austria and Of course all these games were available to watch Online they were. at Eurohockey they were. TV weren't they? And I did see a few of them I, I, I must admit that sometimes I'm a bit confused by indoor hockey still. I have played it, but not a lot of it. I'm still trying to come to terms with it a little bit. But can, can, I bring you, can I bring you some breaking news? Yeah, break the news. I mean, this is... Uh, this is uh, uh, oh, jeez, my phone's going... It's going off at the moment. But the link's sending me to... In, oh, I don't know what's coming up here. InsideTheGames.biz, who we spoke about. Uh, the website that published uh, news of Jason McCracken's... Uh, Oh, here we go. Are you kidding? Exclusive. Oh, Back for urge to choose between presidency of FIH and IOA in letter sent to governing body. Oh. No, I'll just read this, hey, guys. Oh, well, wow. before, before no. we do that, I've got, I've got some special audio. What's that? Actually, I, well, some special audio has been linked to me. Below on earth, it is now the eve of the longest day. Very well. Release the Kraken. Is that where we're going? Well, it's not, no, but that's certainly one decision that's been made very recently. Um, Allegedly. Is, well, this is... I can name names now because I'm just reading something. Okay, um, do it. Narinda Batra is facing calls to choose between his current presidential roles at the International Hockey Federation and the Indian Olympic Association after veteran Irish official David Balburney claimed he was jeopardising the two organisations by running them simultaneously. In a letter addressed to Batra and members of the FIH Executive Board, seen by Inside the Games. Seen by Inside the Games. This is another thing that 
the release from the FIH was seen mm. by, but we didn't see it, did we? It was seen by them, but we didn't see it. Um, well, it wasn't a release. It was something. Barberni outlines concerns which he claims are shared by him and other senior members of the hockey family. The Irishman, who stood unsuccessfully against Batra at the election in Dubai in November 2016, urged the Indian to clarify his plan so that a potential succession plan at the FIH can be implemented should he choose to focus solely on his IOA position. Here, here. The Indian official was elected IOA president. You know, blah, 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 we know that. Concerns have been heightened by the difficult period the FIH finds itself in following the shock resignation of Chief Executive Jason McCracken. Alleged. Concerns have been heightened by the difficult period the FIH finds itself in following the shock resignation of Chief Executive Jason McCracken. Alleged. If, if it's written, John, it must be true. No, well, the, the organisation hasn't said anything. The organisation are also in the middle of a 10-year... McCracken deve- hasn't said anything. The organisation are also in the middle of a 10-year development strategy launched after hockey was nearly axed from the Olympic programme in 2013, which includes the launch of the new Hockey Pro League in 2019. Well, look, fair play. Just underneath, I've read all that. There's a copy of the letter. <laughs> <laughs> and who, it's from that bloke, though. From David Barberney, yeah, oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Good, he's got the so letter. It's there, it's there to view. Oh, maybe the FIH thing was at the bottom of the, art, the other article I read. <laughs> Look, so far, there's been a nothing, nothing official from anybody about the situation that exists at the FIH at the moment. There's a lot of rumour and innuendo and strong rumour Rumour that many people have staked their careers on, so I get the, the feeling that it's probably true. But that's that's not the point. Uh, it's just frustrating that this this goes on. Why? So I'm just thanking our source at the moment. I'm sending my message, oh, yeah? message back. Yet. Okay. Well, look, we've got to get. I, I will say this though that um, the FIH are already looking for a replacement, even though it hasn't been confirmed for the the His, CEO role. Yeah. Look, they've they've got the headhunters out. They're looking. Well, I tell you what, there's been. I've, we've, but there's we've, some issues we've got that they'll have to confront before they set up. I think they've they've they had some issues with previous selection panels, and they might have to look at outsourcing a decision like this. It'll be interesting to see how they pursue in the future, because from what I've led to believe, Dr. Batra's had a couple of surprises in the last few weeks. Well, yeah, I, he's not the only one having some surprises either, I don't think. Um, well, we can't really say too much about some things, but look... And I've got a prediction. There's, there's more stuff coming. There's more stuff I've, coming, I've got guys. a prediction. I think we'll see that there'll be an announcement that the Pro League will be um, put back by a year because of some planning difficulties, but it'll, it'll be happening. Well, Honest I, to God, cross my fingers. Hopefully we'll have... Uh, um, a CEO in place by then, and more importantly, a main sponsor, because uh, you can't keep your job as a CEO if you've got a main sponsor. Well, they've set the bar high now, haven't they? Yeah. Well, we know the boundaries. We know the boundaries. Yeah, we do. Well, actually, we don't know anything, because no one's made any official statement about anything at all. Did we finish talking about indoor hockey? No, that's why we're going to get okay. to it now. Can I play the sting? And yeah, we'll, do it again. We'll give it a proper let's have a, let's have a comfort. Let's have a comfort break. Play the sting. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and sensibly we'll get back on track now and actually talk about hockey. And uh, 
the indoors, we were going through the Euro Indoor Championships and we got to the men's Division A, the big boys, and we got to the semi-finals before we rudely interrupted ourselves. Uh, the semi-finals, Germany losing to Austria there on a shootout 4-3 after two all at full time, and Belgium getting through 7-3 over Poland. Uh, third versus fourth, Germany versus Poland, 9-8. What a game. Uh, absolutely, five-one at halftime in favour of Germany. Did you see that the the stadium and and yeah. how many people rocking. were in there? And rocking, that's the term, isn't it? Rocking. It was rocking. Could have been Neil Young out there doing a bit of rocking in the free world for them. They love that in Northern Europe or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> You think, you know, you're just, just thinking Brandenburg Gate 1988 or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not going to be Duran Duran, is it? Is it 88? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you, you, you know what I mean. Maybe yeah, all of you out there, you know what he means. <laughs> I'm not sure I, I do. Don't know, maybe you, you do. do. Yeah. Um, it was rocking, mate. It was rocking. <laughs> There's a bit of Aussie accent. It was fan- no, it was just a fantastic atmosphere, and I saw a lot of the. Comp- look, we, we can maybe talk a little bit more about indoor in general in a moment, but a, the majority of comments were about what a positive event and well done, Hockey Belgium for putting on such a great, um, yeah, great show. And now it's just third versus fourth. The top <laughs> game, the big was is who's the top of the indoor table? That would be Austria. They got over Belgium in the final. What a game this was too. 3-1 in favour of Austria at half-time, 4-all at full-time. So a big comeback for Belgium in the second half, and then Austria taking out the final 2-1 in a shootout. So, uh, yeah, se- second-time uh, winners there for them at the Euro indoors, and uh, it would be interesting to see how they go at the Worlds coming up. It's one of those situations we've talked about before well, where a country might not be particularly uh, strong on the outdoor side of things, but uh, they can perform indoor, and uh, Austria are a prime example of that, and certainly one to watch at the upcoming Indoor World Cup in Berlin. And uh, yeah, they get to sit down in the big gold-plated purple upholstered well, chair uh, at the other end of the table, though. There's two teams missing out, and that's Switzerland and Denmark. But yeah, we They'll spoke, we spoke the other week about one of the fellows to watch out for in the Iran side. We topped the tables, uh, the, the, yeah. the local confederation thing. Mr. Michael Corp is probably one you really need to look out for for Austria when it comes to the Indoor World Cup. And he got the one goal in the final there, but uh, yeah, he's a weapon. I look forward to it, and we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, be speaking to someone from the organising committee and yes, someone who's yes, got yes, their yes, fingers yes, across yes. it. And also, Tyron will be helping us out, our mate Jabu. And we're all set for the Trinidad and Tobago takeover. Might just be a little bit pre-tournament. I know those boys are, are out playing some games in the Netherlands before they go to Germany. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be bringing you something from the TNT Calypso Stickman. And do you also want to bring people up to date with what's been happening here at home with us? Oh, that's right. In well, Australia. We, we, yeah, we. I'm not sure we've made mention last week or not about the number of teams that were playing. Yeah, we in, did. Yeah, we did. Um, so final standings uh, for the Open Championship here in Australia. Uh, New South Wales finished top. Australian Capital Territory second, and Queensland third. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. There was only the three sides. Taking, play, taking part there on the women's side of things so there wasn't a lot of guys there were a few guys that were going to be playing World Cup but not too many of them and, and the discussion was around the, you know, the cost of 
travelling, say you're coming from WA, travelling over to uh, Goulburn to go and play the championships there and then six weeks later having to pay your own way to, to get out to Berlin for the uh, the, the World Cup. So it's crazy, isn't bit, it? Bit of a stretch. Um, on the women's side of things, Western Australia were the winners, undefeated through the tournament. Uh, Carrie Somerville, Australian representative, uh, she finished the tournament with 14 goals. She's on her way to Berlin. Also, uh, captain of WA, Lauren Austin. I think she uh, finished with about nine goals. Maybe it's 11 goals, 11 goals I think. Um, she's on her way to the World Cup as well. That's, uh, she's got a special place in our heart, John, because uh, last year she wore the same colours as we did. Um, so good luck to those girls. Was she? That, that sure. the, yeah, yeah. Black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Well, which <laughs> depends if you're lying down or not. Um, no, not home and away then. <laughs> home and away? Yeah. Oh, we're not going to get onto the soap opera. To, to no, black, you know, black oh, with right, white no, no, stripes no, no. home, white with black stripes away. That was just that. That was just for the UK, I think. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so that's that's where we finished uh, in Australia for the Open Championships, the under 18s and 21s, and all that sort of stuff's happening at the moment. So there'll be lots of families, hockey families over there in Goulburn in New South Wales, enjoying the festival of indoor hockey. So, is that it for indoors for the moment? No, we should talk about what's coming up for the indoors because there's still plenty going on on the FIH calendar. Well, we've got we've got women's Europeans coming up, so we'll we'll we have, have uh, Division Three, Division Two, and the top divvy. Well, you've got the Euro Nations Women's Indoor and Indoor Two Championships. So in the top league, there: Belarus, Czechoslovakia, Germany, Netherlands. Uh, Netherlands there you go. Yeah. You did it, Czechoslovakia. Oh, it's the Czech Republic. They, well, oh. Yeah, but even that, like, like, Czech Republic, that's so 2012, man. It is Czech. No, Czechia is where we're at. What? The Czech Republic want everybody to call the Czech Republic Czechia. They don't want to be called the Czech Republic. They want to be called Czechia. When did, the, I haven't heard that. Well, obviously, you're still calling them bloody Czechoslovakia. <laughs> yeah, but when, did, when was this announcement made? What well, wasn't I told? Oh, dear. A Czechia. What's it say in front of you there? CZE? Yeah. We'll just go CZE. Be less embarrassing. Czechs. The Czechs. The Czechs is fine. The Czechs is fine. Oh, well, look, I don't. Okay, look. Austria. Who's AUT? Oh, that's Austria. <laughs> Australia. Oh, whoops. Australia, Austria. What? Australia. No, it's Euros. Oh, no, I'm reading the World Cup there, sorry. Let's go back. Oh, wait. See what happens when you don't have an interview? It throws everything off board. Okay, in the Euro Nations Indoor Championship for Women, uh, starting on the 19th, Belarus, the Czechs, Germany, Netherlands, Poland, Russia... Switzerland. Oh, you can't call them Switzerland anymore. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Switzerland. Surely. Yeah, Switzerland. You, can, you can, you can. The Swiss. Are you and talking about the, the Italian Swiss or the German Swiss? No. The Dutch Swiss? The chocolate Swiss. <laughs> Mate, you're going cuckoo. Oh. And there's one more. Do Ukraine are playing in that as well? They're still the Ukraine, aren't they? Yeah. 
I'm just joking. I'm just joking. In this fast-moving world we live in, I believe they are still the UK. The Euro Hockey Nations Championship Two are being played at the same time. Now, Prague is hosting the women's tournament, the A-League and the B-League Championship Two is being hosted in Kortrijk in Belgium. K-O-R-T-I. Yeah, you said it better than I did last week. That's being played amongst Austria, Belgium, Croatia, England... Lithuania, Scotland, Sweden, and Wales, and then we get to the World Cup, which is kicking I off. I've just got to say, oh, February, Belgium or Prague? Where would you rather be for drinking beer? Belgium or Prague? Um, I love, you know, I love my Debaus and Tripals from Belgium, and I like to sit there with a nice big kind of brandy balloon style glass and let it warm in my hand a little bit to bring it up to drinking temperature and taking those beautiful banana esters and aromas. But then, oh, it's hard to beat a 500ml glass of fine Czech bohemian pilsner, isn't it? Fresh from the source. Personally, I'd prefer to be up high in the Scottish Highlands in a small distillery snuck in the corner of a valley somewhere that that makes a single malt whiskey that tastes like it's just been dug out of the ground. Yeah. Ah. The days, you know, back to the days when not only could we could afford to travel, but... There was, <laughs> what are we talking about? There was, you know, no kids to stop us from doing it. Yeah, that changes oh, things. Geez. No hockey clubs to take your time up. God, if I could just no spend... teammates to motivate. Spend a fortnight drinking beer in Europe. Oh, goodness. Anyway, That's what official tours are for, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, look. That's the Euro stuff done, I think, for the time being, what we've got. There's more coming up. You've got something you wanted to mention that came up on social media. Which bit, which bit, which bit? Um, well, you haven't even got an interview or gone an hour. Jeez. Oh, social media, it's obviously, guys, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow us at The Reverse Stick. Very easy to oh, find us. While we're, while we're talking about that, I should do this because this is the bit we do. Really. Anyway, it's sort of feedback. <laughs> sort of, sort he's, of feedback. It's, he's jumping way ahead. He wants to finish soon because it's getting quite late here, but we've still got to it's talk about yeah, We've still got to talk about the, the World Eleven going to Pakistan. Oh, yeah. We've still got to talk about, well, let's do it now. Walking hockey, first birthday. Congratulations, well Alan and the team there. Seen lots of stuff on social media about that. And, and really lots of engagement from people, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's some great support for it. And it's just something that's going to go from strength to strength to strength. So get behind walking hockey. And you can check it out on the website, walkinghockey.com. I believe. What was the first uh, thing you mentioned? Uh, come back to it in a moment. Hockey okay. Dreams. Uh, yes, who was on the show last Jay. week. Jay. Um, there's lots of stuff come out through their social media feed this week with regard to the African hockey experience that we spoke about uh, I, and I, heading to Zambia. Just a sec, and, I've got to turn uh, my headphones off because I just, I want to go and I can't. Yeah, it, John's going to be doing some street collecting or maybe some busking. Those that don't know, John's a very competent lead singer of, uh, <laughs> of, of a band, John Lee and the Hookers. And so he can't complain. If he, he needs to earn the money to go to Africa to play hockey, then he can get his ar- off his arse and go and uh, head down to the Hay Street Mall in Perth and give it a, uh, give it a whack. Oh, I don't know about um, that. Uh, our sponsor for last week's show, Boss F Hockey. Mm. Special deal on for January, so spend a minimum of £5, or whatever that might be in your local currency. It's a worldwide deal. 
can buy the smallest of items there, but there's some really great stuff. Or maybe you want to subscribe to one of the boxes that uh, give you joy all year round with hockey swag. Uh, but yeah, spend a minimum of five pounds or equivalent through the month of January, and you're going to the draw to win a hockey stick of your choice. You posted the one of the boxes, didn't you? Yeah, that's one of the, the the latest ones that are out there. But yeah, get get you'll find the, find the information on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our Instagram. But you'll also find it at Boss F Hockey and Boss F Hockey Box. Uh, get behind it. It's a good initiative, guys. You know, how about the hockey world? Uh, so yeah, stick of your choice to be one there. Andy Wilson, I mentioned that I caught up with him before, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye out for the podcast the there. Uh, yeah, I'm just going through it. Yeah, Jamie Dwyer, yeah, I mentioned yeah, that. Mentioned um, it, yeah, mentioned Pakistan, yeah. So, uh, the one thing I haven't mentioned yet was... No, the, it's, it's Pakistan tournament you haven't mentioned. Do you want to uh, talk about that first? Just and we'll talk about the other thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, that that's coming up, the two games starting next week. 21st, I think. Is uh, so, yeah, next week. And uh, there's been lots of videos popping up from some of the... In inverted commas, stars from around the world and, you know, some of the guys that aren't necessarily involved with their international teams at the moment, but over previous years have been very strong contributors to their national programs and uh, they're looking to ignite the world of hockey in Pakistan. I did notice that Pakistan have announced there's going to be quite a lot of juniors that are going to be taking part in these tournaments and it's going to be an opportunity for them to be introduced to big crowds and uh, and different styles of play. Read into that what you will. Against a team of ex-internationals. Recently ex-internationals. Yeah, so we're hoping for a really balanced game. So you um, had a theory about this. I'd like to hear your theory again, because I think we talked about that theory off-air. We didn't record it. Uh, you have to remind me. You know, about there, there was some reason you figured they were playing um, juniors against the internationals. And your theory was because you thought the Pakistan team would flog them, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I think the full Pakistan international team would flog them, and I think that... I don't think you're necessarily right. I think there's been deliberation with, um, amongst, uh, the PHF, and they said, ah, okay, we need to, we need to make this a spectacle. We're building it up as, um, a full international level game. However, if we put this full international level team out, that bearing in mind we're not going to see most of them until two days before the first game actually happens, uh, what happens if they don't gel? What happens if they can run five minutes and, and that's it? Um, they need to cover their backsides a little bit with it. So it, I think it's, it's a sensible balance to, to have with it. Well, I'm actually let, looking forward to the contest between the potentially... Slightly overweight, hasn't done, done much recently. Ex international versus the young, lithe up and comer. I think they're the sorts of battles we see in our own grades of hockey in a funny way. And um, you're right, you're right. And and we'll be we'll be seeing some of that happening, and it and it could go, it could be quite funny. Well, yeah, to you're going to get that equal. Oh, what was he doing there? As to oh, fair play. <laughs> he did well, well to get to that. <laughs> I, I, I see uh, Pablo reposted some vision today on one of the social medias of uh, a tackle Chris Sorello laid in the recent uh, Australian Hockey League finals here in Perth. Yeah, and uh, I, I quite rightly called it for what it was, Matt. It's a it's a classic, you know, the ball or or you, but not both tackle. And um, 
Fair play to Chris there. A lot of people thought it was a penalty corner, but no. I thought as a member of the fullbacks union, play on. I'm sure Keely done FH umpires would have a different view. Oh well, you know, they're umpires. Hey. What, what, what does that mean? Uh, they're just they to look at things differently than players. So onto the series business, and we mentioned at the top of the show with regard to <laughs> bullies, and it's 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 pertinent that um, we just mentioned Keely there. Because uh, John and I did have a chat with Keely a few weeks back um, for her upcoming umpiring podcast, Play On. Uh, it hasn't been released yet. It's probably because we spoke for about three hours and she's still trying to edit it. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to that coming out. But one of the things that came up, uh, was it in the interview? Yeah, it was in the interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was an attitude that I experienced growing up in the UK as a hockey player and somebody introduced to the hockey family and it was you know from a very young age and that was this this was my sport so whatever other sport I played at school bit of soccer a little bit of rugby not a lot of rugby um, but hockey was my game and from probably seven or eight years old when I when I said that that was my preference of sport the attitude that I got back from other kids boyish boys was that's a girl's game and as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old at that time, I felt that as an affront. Um, I'm a boy, a prospective man, adolescent then man, and um, for it to be labelled as a boys, as a girls' game, was um, at that time, yeah, embarrassing. But the answer that always came back was that, well, you come and play against me, mate. Um, I'll go, you know, I'm in goal, you go in goal, whatever variation. And we still use that now and still say that now today if we ever, if we ever come across that kind of uh, backward attitude. But the, the reason that prompted me saying that is there was a post from uh, on Twitter from Elizabeth Ammon, um, also known on Twitter as at Legside Lizzie, who does a lot of uh, cricket work, and but she's also a hockey player. Now, she posted back on the 7th of Jan. I wanted to speak about it last week, but we're under time pressure. We're, we're kind of getting that oh, way now. Oh, we're now. now <laughs> 70 minutes. Why not? We'll break a record without an interview. But her tweet was, My son plays hockey rather than football, and some boys at school have been teasing him that it's a girl's sport, and it's upset him, and sometimes I really hate how cruel kids can be. Now, um, Elizabeth had 318 likes, to uh, uh, that comment and 217 responses and it was really interesting and lovely to see the warmth of response from the hockey community to that comment um, you haven't got to go very far down before you see that uh, Alex Danson from England Hockey um, responded well the reply chain to your message is exactly why your son will grow up with so many great people around him in our sport if you are at the Super Sixes with Kirsty, oh, back to indoor, Super Sixes coming up, the finals at the Copper Box in the UK. Um, if you're at the Super Sixes, uh, we will all look forward to meeting him. Um, you know, just, just wonderful. And that's the, uh, the outreach and the love that will come from the hockey family. Now, there's so many different comments that go down it, but I reckon it, I reckon it's probably about 11 years old. I realised that I was probably safer playing uh, boys hockey than I was playing girls hockey um, because whenever I played mixed hockey at that age it always bloody ended up hurting me a lot more <laughs> than it did with playing with the blokes. Um, now we're a bit more enlightened and we've we've moved on and um, 
That's a very big generalisation there, sir. Well, no, but as, as, as a sport and a society, we have right. moved on. Now, can I say? No, no, no but yeah. just one thing. One, one thing, that, and it, it, it was mentioned by a lot of people on the, the Twitter feeds. This girls' game, boys' game, it doesn't matter. If you're a competitor, you're a competitor, and if you're a real tough competitor, then nobody wants to play against you, whether you're a male, female, anything in between, wherever we lie on the boundaries of life today. But it's interesting that that's still there today. This perception of of hockey as a as a girls' game. The, the beautiful thing about our game, it's everybody's bloody game. Yeah, and I, I heard that coming up, growing up with hockey. Uh, I wonder if it's something that's, um, uh, for what of a better term, culturally related, in the sense that I'd, I'd bet that's not the situation in India. I bet you boys don't get grow, grow up being told that hockey's a, a girls' game. I bet there's quite a few parts of the world where people play hockey and it's not considered a girls' yeah. game. But it strikes me that in in the places that, where that is considered, and I'm um, We've heard about that it is in the United States uh, and in other countries, judging by the responses on the, the Facebook or the, on the on that Twitter. Um, well, yeah, well, Ke- Keely from FH Empires wrote, I'm shocked to hear that this attitude could prevail in a country with such incredible success and numbers on the men's side. In Canada, USA, it's at least understandable, still unacceptable due to visibility well, and education. But Elsewhere, stri- yeah. makes zero sense. But, but it strikes me that it's, it's very much the Anglo countries, in, in a lot of ways, yeah. that that attitude prevails. You know, it's. But I don't, I don't, I don't really see, I don't see that today here in Australia. It's inter- like one of the main reasons. We're not growing up. We're not. No, but we're not the, ten years old. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, so, but but there is. Uh, Ask 10-year-olds what they think, and then we'll get the true story. But you, you, you ask 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds here in Perth locally, and there's a respect for the sport, and people but understand it. you only hang it, out with hockey people. No, 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 that's not true. That's not no, true. No, not. You can speak to people about playing hockey here in Perth from whatever sport they play, and there's a respect there. Yeah, um, yeah, you can true. talk to AFL, rugby, soccer, whatever sport, it darts, pool, whatever sport it might be. There is a respect for hockey athletes, and there's a respect that whatever level you play the game, you're an absolute bloody madman generally, or woman. Why would you? Why would you want to put yourself in that kind of uh, danger against you know cannonballs? I don't know. I haven't figured out yet. It's over 40 years, and I still yeah, haven't why figured out why. why. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing sitting here? Um, no, gonna, I'm, that's got, it. I'll quit. I'm not going to play yeah, anymore. <laughs> I'm convinced myself. Had enough, mate? Well, it probably is about time we wrapped up the show, because we've been jimmering for a But look, it's, it's, a really, it's, a, it's a really interesting topic of debate there that Elizabeth has raised, and obviously her, her son's yes. had that issue. And it's great to share it and get it out there and debate it, and... Look, what a great hockey family we are, and all of that love that goes around with it is sensational. Now, of course, you can catch up with us, John, on our social media feeds. We will be this weekend, Saturday, at the Netherlands versus... Sorry, no, we won't. We'll be at the Spain versus the Australian Women's International Hockey Stadium. Keep an eye out for that. There is some news coming up later on. We will be catching up uh, one of the games, maybe the game on Thursday, February the 1st, for the Netherlands versus Australia at Perth Hockey Stadium. That's on the men's side of things. But we'll bring you some live stuff on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can follow us on all those things at The Reverse Stick. Enjoy your hockey week ahead. And don't forget, live streaming. 
NZ Black Sticks Facebook page, the Four Nations Tournament there, and Hockey Thailand on YouTube. Plenty going on. Thanks for your company, and we'll be chatting to you again next week. Hey, right. Here on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Mm-hmm.